whose fucking turn is it? Oh no, what episode is it? Oh, it's episode 80. So it's, it's my you. turn. So it's you, you dumb bitch. <laughs> Listen, typhoid Mary. <laughs> hey, I did a really good job not spreading shit, all right? Fuck you. <laughs> it's that time again. Episode 80 of 80. I'm Sorry What the Podcast. I don't know why I'm talking like William Shatner. <laughs> I'm Christina. And I'm that, Amanda. That bitch is Amanda. You're welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Welcome to spooky fucking season. Spooky fucking season. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Oh, if only you could see our beautiful dances. Just like fucking that. like gorilla arms. Up I was in the imagining air. a spooky tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh. How's it going? How's life? Oh, you know, it's pretty boring right now. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> Stuck in my house. <laughs> I know. I was. I was telling mom, okay, so just so everybody's aware, uh, Amanda, I tested positive for COVID. She's and a so, real typhoid Mary. <laughs> and so I had to do the like calling everybody being like, I got an STD, get yourself tested. And <laughs> so this was like <laughs> Monday is when I went and got tested, found out Tuesday midday that I was positive. And then I felt fine on Tuesday and I've felt fine since. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with myself, but everything I read says to keep resting while you're quarantined because, you know, just it's good for your body when you're getting done with being sick. You so know, I had to get out my puzzles so I'd sit still. You know, anytime a nap is recommended, pop <laughs> out. As she yawns. As she yawns. <laughs> Um, I have to read our text message though when you told me because it's so funny. <laughs> Bish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, and when we were recording last week's episode, there's literally a 30 second conversation where you cough, and I'm like, bitch, you got the Rona? And you were like, no, I think it's just allergies. I've had a cough for a while. But... No! <laughs> and, and I'm like, I was like, now watch, you've got the fucking Rona. And she's like, I know. Now I probably have it, and I'm just spreading it everywhere. And I was like, oh, she fucking was she was well and I'm, I'm pretty sure during that conversation i said yeah and then you get it and you die and you're yeah, like i hate that yep. you say it so casually i'm like i'm just saying i don't think it's actually gonna happen <laughs> exactly so as of right now i'm negative but i've got seven more days before symptoms can show up but i feel like with my body if i was gonna get it it'd be happening already. it would be happening already so that was my thought when you were like we're getting tested on friday i'm like perfect once you get negative on friday i feel like we're safe we're out of the woods unless linda gets a positive and then i'm being re-exposed to <laughs> that's why she should just stay in her little sewing room <laughs> until no, just, she knows what's going on stay in your cave linda we'll bring okay. you a tray <laughs> this is this is a text message conversation hey boo how was you that's amanda this is me i'm like grand she goes pretty okay a little under the weather, but good. When do you want to record this week? And I'm like, why are you under the weather? <laughs> and I was like, Saturday's out, so <laughs> Sunday morning. She's like, I just still got the junk. Had to go get tested to go back to work since I've had more than two symptoms. But I'm feeling better today. Just waiting on my results. And then my <laughs> response is, Bish, you better not have the Rona. And she's like, LOL, right? And then like three hours later, later it's, Bish. And I go... <laughs> I go, you better not. <laughs> she's I just like, send 
dot, 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 and then the sick face emoji, and then she goes, fuck, man. And I'm like, do you have it? She's like, yes. (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) That I do. What do we do now? I don't fucking know. What what am I supposed to fucking do with my hands now? Not touch anything. (laughs) It's like, luckily, since I started having, like, the semi-sniffles slash allergies, I was pretty much just, like, home straight up into my room yeah you know what I mean like I was like I'm just gonna just to be safe we'll just stay upstairs you know rest and relax as much as I can well when you called me I called you I called you at work or when I was at work and then like I got off the phone and I like tucked my hands into sleeve gloves (laughs) and like went back into the building and my boss was in her office and I was like hey can we talk and she's like yeah just come in and shut the door and I was like no, we should probably go outside. <laughs> she's like, what? And I'm like, you should probably get Jerry and meet me outside. And she goes, why? And I'm like, let's just go outside. Come on. Come with me. <laughs> so they they come outside and then the vice president or the director of sales was like walking outside. So he like joined our meeting. I was like, come, come welcome me. Here, let me tell you a little story. <laughs> and then... Um, we told Nick and he's like, you guys fucking shared food. He's like, you're in a fucking pandemic. What were you doing? And I'm like, there was just so much food and I couldn't eat it all. (laughs) Shared. We did. It's true. To be fair, though, the only thing we bit off of the same thing was the turkey. Like, oh, well, did I take a bite of that? And then you take another bite? Yeah. It was like bite for bite on that bad boy. Okay. I was imagining the turkey leg because you took a bite of it, but you like bit from the other side where I hadn't bit. Yeah, for the for the pickle wrap thing that kind of looked like a, a penis. Uh, <laughs> You're like, you... this looks like a penis. I'm like, what penises have you been looking at? <laughs> I'm just saying it was like flesh colored and it was on a stick. I mean, I'm just saying it looked like a dick. Oh, exciting news. About dicks? Well, I mean, kind of. Chris and I are... <laughs> the uh the house is closing on tuesday oh good officially. like we got the oh good to go you just need to set up a time with the people well that's good you finally, have, you're no longer homeless i know i'm no longer just just a vagabond just floating just floating, floating floatin through life all right so i region we... though so that's what'd you say i'm gonna be an i region though so you're fucking dumb <laughs> bitch you stupid <laughs> It, whatever just tell me a story scare me okay i'm gonna tell you about the black-eyed kids i can hate the black-eyed kids there's nothing more terrifying to me than creepy fucking kids i mean i just you can't drop kick them through a wall they're children but they're creepy well and with the stories of the black-eyed kids it's like why are you so monotone there guy yeah hey quit it <laughs> so that's i'm gonna go a little history a little okay. FAQ, and then I've got the rest of the episode is spooky stories that I found on Reddit and other places for black-eyed kids. Perfect. Okay. You ready? I'm so ready. Okay, so they are... Well, it says... Everything I read when it was talking about history was saying they're American contemporary legend, but they're not, because they're all over the world. So, but they are considered a contemporary legend or a paran- of a paranormal creature. They would okay. technically be classified as a cryptid. Okay. But they're fucking creepy. Uh, they uh, resemble children between ages 6 and 16. I actually have one story where it's grandparent creep people looking. 
black-eyed people which is more you went in and out sorry said i don't like that even more i know i was like i'm putting this one in this is even more terrifying there's nothing more terrifying than black-eyed kids but unless it's black-eyed grandparents all i imagine is the old lady from like what is it insidious no it's the grandma from when they the kids go to their grandma yeah the visit (laughs) get out of here grandma she like crab crawls at them like (laughs) (laughs) and they're she's naked flopping titties <laughs> okay fucking octogenarians man okay oh boy <laughs> so they are normally they normally resemble children between ages 6 and 16 with pale skin and black eyes who are reportedly hitchhiking or like panhandling or begging or or they come up to your doorstep and just knock on your fucking door so there's been reports of these creatures uh, that are like black eyed children have existed since the 1980s, but then there's some people that say that they're older than that, but they have no like documented or recorded right encounters of them se- ever since the 1980s, basically. So they believe that it they originally they if you want to think of it as a legend and that they're not real, which I hope they're not, but they originated from, uh, in Texas, uh, a Texas reporter, Brian Bethel in 1996, uh, reported seeing two alleged encounters with black eyed kids. So his encounter, uh, occurred in Abilene, Texas in 1996. And he claims that a second person, which was a close friend, had a similar unrelated encounter in Portland, Oregon, and they were talking back and forth. And his okay. friend said, have you ever heard of like, they were talking about like creepy experiences. And his friend was like, have you ever heard of like kids with really black eyes? And they like compared stories and it was like, holy shit. Like he didn't know that Brian had had it. And Brian didn't know that his friend had had it according uh-huh. to the story. Uh, so his stories have become like so popular and a classic example of creepy pasta that he actually published an FAQ just to keep up with demand for more information about them. Okay. So, I will tell his story now. So Bethel described a late evening out in his vehicle. He had stopped in a parking lot near a movie theater to write a check. He was so absorbed in what he was doing that he didn't notice two young boys approach his car. He did notice he didn't notice until the older boy tapped on the driver's side window, which is so fucking creepy. Just a little. <laughs> Bethel rolled down his window and noted immediately a soul racking fear, which you will hear in every single story about black eyed kids. Right, that, that you can feel it into your bones. As soon as they like see the children or see what you think is a black eyed kid, your whole body, like all your hair stand on end, you get goosebumps. It's like, it's like petrified. What kicks in the fight or flight syndrome. Uh, So the older boy said that he and his brother wanted to catch a movie, but had forgotten their money at home. Could Bethel give them a ride? They assured him that it wouldn't take long. They were just two kids and they didn't have a gun. So that's another thing is they they speak very monotony and like in short staccato sentences and it's almost like they are trying to mimic like the culture or whatever but like why would you tell as two kids tell a grown up that you don't have a gun 
Like, is it it, just, I was gonna say, wasn't there like a story where they asked for a telegraph or something, like instead of a phone? Probably, yeah. And they're like, "What are you talking about?" Right. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so it's so creepy. Okay, so he found obviously their assurance is kind of creepy, and noted that the last showing of the film they wanted to see had already started and would be nearly over by the time he could drive them anywhere and get back. Uh, in as he was, he stated then that he broke eye contact with him. His fear became all-encompassing, and it wasn't until he broke eye contact that their eyes became completely blacked out. So, like, when he made eye contact with them, they kind of looked normal, but they were creepy, and he looked away and then looked back, and their eyes were fully black. Weird. Uh the older boy began to get frustrated and demanded that he take them where they needed to go. And Bethel made excuses for not giving them a ride. Uh, the older boy began to get fr- get even more frustrated. He said that he couldn't get into the car unless Bethel said it was okay. So he just needs to say it's okay so that they can give him a ride. Like a fucking vampire. Yeah. And then after that, Bethel just drove away as fast as he could. And like, ah, to- what's funny is his, in his tellings of these stories he still stands by his story and the story hasn't changed. <sighs> so in 2012, Brian Bethel told this story on a reality TV series, monsters and mysteries in America, which I want to fucking watch. Right. Uh, he wrote a follow-up article for Abilene reporter news, describing his experience and maintaining his belief that it was legitimate. Uh, and then during one week in September of 2014, the British tabloid daily star ran three sensational front page stories about alleged sightings of black-eyed children connected to the sale of a supposedly haunted pub in Staffordshire. Uh, The paper claimed a a shock rise in sightings around the world. Alleged sightings are taken seriously by ghost hunters, some of whom believe black-eyed children are to be either extraterrestrials, vampires, or ghosts. Okay. So normal traits of black-eyed kids. So black-eyed kids would look like a normal human children between ages 6 and 16, but with pale skin and completely black eyes. Additionally, people who have been in close proximity to black-eyed kids report a feeling of unease that washed over them. While nothing about the children's appearance, aside from the eyes, genuinely frightened people, they still reported feeling a range from anxiety to terror at their presence. Uh, some people have also reported seeing black-eyed kids that have talons for feet. The fuck? Or I've other, never heard that. <laughs> or other demonic attribu- attributes. Uh, but most sightings are seemingly normal children. I remember hearing one on one of the podcasts I listened to, but I listened to, but I couldn't find the actual story online. Is it was like a little girl, and she was on the side of the street, and she was like, she came up to someone who was walking, and she was wearing a dress, and she shifted in the dress, and then you could see her talon feet so fucking weird it reminds me of that like when they were playing a card game with that guy and that old story i can't remember what place it is but the woman looked under the table and the guy had hooves for feet and then he like jumped up and fucking flew through the ceiling it's the demon in um it's uh it's a haunted location i know what you're talking about where he didn't have them at the time but it's like the yeah and he knocked up the daughter with the demon baby and then she got bricked into a room yeah you know i know i fucking know (laughs) So everyone who's like listening to us explain it to each other are like, what the fuck are you guys watching? (laughs) Okay. Uh, They are commonly described as wearing dated clothing or dressing in a manner that is not typical of a normal child of their age. Um, They also always ask for something. It is always something that involves being in close quarters with you. They will ask for a ride in your vehicle or to enter your home to use the phone. 
so the stories have been added to the internet as creepy pasta, but to this day, Bethel insists, obviously, that the incident was real and happened the way he reported. Mm-hmm. Theories about black-eyed kids are that they are vampires. Obviously, I already said this. Aliens are demonic origin, but no one really knows what these kids are. There's a book called Your Haunted Lives, The Black-Eyed Kids, uh, and it talks about an Iroquois legend, which to me is the, like, this is the most, like, dated, like, proof of black-eyed kids, and it's mm-hmm. an Iroquois legend. According to this legend, the kids are something called Octon, Octcon. It's O-T-K-O-N. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, but the Iroquois Indians believed in a dark power called the Octcon that could take over children and an evil one who would mate with human females to produce black-eyed, chalky-skinned children. These children were killed by the tribe soon after birth and burned to stop them from resurrecting. Children wandering alone in the woods could also be taken over and would reemerge with black eyes and pale skin, acting nervously while repeating themselves over and over. Their goal was to destroy the tribe and infect all of the people. That's gross. Yeah. So many amateur researchers have tried to suggest real world explanations for black eyed kids. Um, Full sclera contact lenses are widely available for costumes and a lot Uh, of kids just throw those on when they're gonna go ask for rides and stuff (laughs) right that can make your entire (laughs) eye look black and it's been suggested that perhaps some kids out looking to scare people might have gotten some and gone around knocking on people's doors but i mean it's plausible and i i'm sure that kids have tried this right but it's not a very good explanation for like all of the sightings as a whole first because what would you fucking do if they actually let you in the house just be creepy until they kicked you uh, out like <laughs> uh, there would funny. have to be a large number of people or kids who have tried to do this to account for all of the urban legends that are everywhere and it would mean that eventually one of them would have been captured on home security video and that has not happened there's been no photographic or video proof of these kids it's it's just so ugh. yeah there's another natural explanation which is a condition called mydriasis and it's the dilation of the pupils which can be caused by various drugs or trauma or other things uh but there are no drugs like on the market right now that can produce like a full mydriasis Right, like it can dilate your pupil, pupil, like almost so you have no color, but it won't dilate it so you have no whites of your eyes either. Yeah. Um. So, science writer Sharon A. Hill was unable to find any documentation of black-eyed encounters, concluding concluding that the the tales are passed on as a friend of a friend ghost stories, Mm -hmm. past like the 1996 where Brian Bethel had his story. He can. Hill considers the legend to be resemble typical spooky folklore stories, uh, such as the Phantom Black Dog, where the subject is not supernatural, and there may have never been an act, and there may have been an actual encounter. Like mm-hmm. you, someone may have ran into a spooky kid that creep creep the fuck out of them, and it just grew from there. But they're not right. actually black eyed kids, right? So that's the science part of it. Now for the creepy right. part of it. So now here's the spooky. <laughs> so for shits and giggles, here are some of the creepy stories. So this is the only story I could find where the act, they actually let the kids into the house. Ooh. So um, in a small town in Vermont, an elderly couple heard the sound of three loud knocks on their door. They opened the door and saw two children, a boy and a girl. They said, parents will be here soon. May we come in? 
The children did not make eye contact and just stood there in the doorway. The elderly couple were hesitant, but after a while, they let the boy and girl inside. The kids sat on, sat on the couch while the wife made some hot chocolate, and the husband asked them questions that went unanswered, so they didn't talk. Uh, the wife returned and noticed that her cat was terrified and angry and, like, hissing at the children. Never a good sign. And they, they both said, in unison, may we please use the restroom? Like, they talked like the kids from The Shining. Uh, the wife Ugh. looked at the kids, and she finally, like, made eye contact with them. The ch- children's eyes were as black as, as black as night. She directed them to the bathroom and returned to her husband, who was covering his face with his hands. Did you see their eyes? The husband then showed his hands full of blood from a nosebleed. Oh, my God. So the power went out on the house, and, and then the wife headed to the restroom and was confronted by the voice of the kids from the end of the hall, uttering, our parents are here. The kids then exited the house, leaving the door wide open. The wife then noticed that there were two men at the end of the driveway. They were very tall and slender. The wife waved but did not receive the same, like, she, they just ignored her. And then the two men and children then drove away together in one car. These, like, men in black or what's yeah, happening? I don't know. That's what it sounds like. The power then came back on a little later after the kids left. Throughout the next week, weird things happened in the house. Three out of four of the cats went missing, and the fourth had been found dead in a pool of its own blood. The husband continued to have nosebleeds and finally went to the doctor, where he was diagnosed with an aggressive skin cancer. Like he was exposed to radiation. Yeah. Like a fucking alien. This is what I say. Fucking aliens, man. Fucking aliens and men in black. All right. So fucking aliens am i right uh, you're fucking right d- dog okay <laughs> so this one is one i heard on i can't remember what podcast it was but i heard it on a podcast and then i found it and i was like oh this is a creepy one okay so kid was 12 years old he was sitting outside of a hairdresser's in his mom's pickup waiting for his mom to get her hair cut about 15 minutes had passed and he saw a kid walking back and forth along the sidewalk in front of the parked car at first he thought he had recognized him as one of his friends from school so he banged on the front windshield until he looked my way and then he realized that it wasn't someone he knew um and he wasn't scared until the boy walked over to the side of the car and just stared into the window. I hate that. And he made eye contact with him and saw that his eyes were completely black. And the kid just stared unblinking into the window. To, and he thinks it was to, like, freak him out. Right. He's like, this guy's just trying to scare me. So the boy then whispered, you must let me in, and just kept repeating it through the window. And the boy said he locked the car doors and then ducked down into the space between the seats at 12 yeah and then five minutes later he was gone but then about 20 minutes later his mother got into the car and she said a weird boy came into the hairdresser and asked her for the car keys to her car what the fuck i don't like that that's but she refused well duh she's like uh no (laughs) isn't that terrifying i hate it i hate all of that yeah okay so this is the grandparent story that i found okay so this took place in 1966 or 19 1996 or 1997 uh the person lived in a fairly old house with like a cemetery at the end of the road she said it's cliche i know but it's an important detail (laughs) okay so uh she was up late one night on her computer in her bedroom 
which looked out onto the street and it was about 2 or 3 a.m. To give her eyes a rest, she wandered over to the window and looked down the road in the direction of the cemetery. And she saw three people walking slowly down the road. She could see that they were quite old and appeared to be dressed in funeral clothes, which given the hour was weird. There were two women and one man. uh, And she said she'd put their ages about 80. And the woman in her in the middle was being steadied, like guided by other the other woman and the man as they came closer. Uh, And she got the impression that that person was very upset. Her first thought was that given their age, she had recently buried her husband and grief had caused her to behave slightly irrationally, causing her to go out to the cemetery or something at that hour. Okay, fair. And the other two were friends or relatives trying to look after her and get her home. Uh, But she was, it was interesting enough for her to continue watching them as they made their way down the street. Um, Just outside the front of her house was a street lamp and she watched them as they made their way past. But then when they got to the lamppost, they all stopped and the upset woman in the middle looked up at me and grinned. Oh, I fucking hate that. I don't. Oh, no. Okay. She said the grin became goosebumps. I don't like (laughs) that thought. Oh, God, that's it is creepy. She said that is when things got really weird. The grin became a sort of grimace. And if there was any color in her face to start with, it was now dead white. At that point, I realized I was staring right into her eyes that were pitch black. Oh. Uh, She said time sort of stood still for a minute. She said, if you've ever crashed a car, the final split second before you make impact seems to drag out as you process more information than normal. In that time frame, it was that sort of thing. It's, I'm sure we only made eye contact for a second, but it felt like several minutes as my peripheral vision faded and I felt like all I could see were these two black holes in her face drawing me in. Although the distance between us didn't change, she somehow felt like she was coming closer and I was kind of aware that although I couldn't honestly say I could see them at that point, the two people with her were just continuing to look down the road as if frozen in time, but waiting for this woman to finish whatever she was doing. Ew. I was suddenly hit with this intense feeling of dread and panic, so I threw myself on the floor. As soon as I broke her gaze, I felt pretty stupid that this upset old woman, who clearly needed help, had spooked me so badly. So I looked out the window again, and there was no one out there. Ugh. No. She said it was a very long straight road, and the house was towards the middle, so they would have had trouble getting out of sight in time for me, because she's like, literally, I dived to the ground, and then went, I'm being fucking stupid, stupid, and sat back up. And she was Looks gone. out and she's gone. Like, can't see her anywhere down there. That's fucking creepy. I don't like that. That sounds like a ghosty So thing. that one's like ghosty creepy. Yeah. We got aliens. We got ghosty creepy. Fucking demon boy trying to demon get boy. from mom. Yeah. Okay. Ugh. This is the last one. Okay. And this one is also fucking terrifying to me. Oh, great. <laughs> so this woman said she woke up to her dog, Lucy, barking. Uh, she was upright on the bed where her husband and I, she I'm just going to read it as if she said it because it's, I'm going to screw it up if I don't. So, okay. I woke up to my dog, Lucy barking. She was upright on the bed where my husband and I were sleeping with our 22 month old daughter staring out, staring at our door, like an unknown stranger was out there rummaging around in our house. I thought she was just freaking out over a house noise. We'd only had her for three months and she was still a puppy, but it was very out of character, her character, her character for her her. (laughs) (laughs) character for her to be barking and growling especially in the middle of the night it could have been anything our roommate a creak from the house settling the awning moving outside in the breeze i wasn't really concerned 
Um, I decided the best bet would be to open the door and show her nothing was there. It sounds a bit silly, but it's what we do for our daughter when she gets scared. I figured it would work for the puppy too. I opened the door and she raced to the front door where she stood there snarling at the door. It was an angry, violent growl, one I had never heard her make before. I looked at the her and opened the baby gate blocking the doorway, planning to open the door and show her everything was okay. However, the second my hand reached the deadbolt, Lucy went wild. She started barking and jumped toward me, and when I touched the metal, away. she suddenly changed her temper. She whimpered almost like she was afraid and backing down. As her mannerisms changed, so did mine. I wasn't calm anymore. My heart was racing and sinking at the same time. I had been flooded with a mixture of fear and dread. I looked through the peephole. I can't explain why I looked, but I did, and outside were two kids. I hate that. Dogs fucking know. They fucking know. So do cats, man. Animals know. Animals know. And kids? Mm Mm-mm. It's 2 a.m. Where are your parents? (laughs) Yeah, what the? Hey. That's like when we were driving to Iowa and there were like that whole row of kids walking in Like 10, 11-year-olds. And it's like 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, where the fuck are your parents? Get out of here. I will will mow you down. Get out of here just keep going just hit him it's like no uh she said one was just a smidgen shorter than me and didn't look much younger i'm 20 she was 21 and she looked to be about 16 or 17 she was slender and pale her hair was a light shade of honey blonde and she wore it long but around mid back with long thin blunt bangs in the front that covered most of her eyes she wore jeans a light wash that was popular right then and a thin looking olive colored pullover style hoodie she held the hand of a small girl who looked to be around three or four in the same style jeans and a button-down cardigan. The smaller one looked at the floor shyly but had the same shade of hair a bl- and t- hair tied back in a ponytail. She had a stuffed toy under her arm and it was identical. It's just to me with these stories, there's so much fucking detail. That it's like, how did, how do like, you make that up? Mm-hmm. And it was identical to the one my daughter has as their style of dress. Had it not been for the feeling of overwhelming dread and fear, I probably would have asked these children in and given them some tea or hot chocolate to get them out of the bitter cold. Something about them seemed off. At this point, I hadn't made any noise. I hadn't shushed the dog or grumbled. I hadn't turned on the lights. And these kids had no indicators. I was at the door and the older one spoke. She said she had a voice that was mature and confident, strong and accentless. She held her head tilted downward and I couldn't, so I couldn't see her eyes. She said, we have to use your phone. I stood frozen in fear. How did she know I was there? She raised her head to face me directly, and that was when I saw her eyes. There was a reason I couldn't see them through her bangs before. It was because they were black, and they were other... She said they looked otherworldly, and she said, our mother is worried. I know. Yes. <laughs> she said that... She, the the girl who was, the story was, she said, as someone who has always been interested in creepy sto- stories, I knew what she was the second she looked at me through the door. I have never been one to believe in these things as a staunch atheist and a skeptic when it comes to the paranormal. I had written off many a ghost story from friends and family members eager to tell their tale. I didn't believe it. Still, I couldn't rationalize my way out of this. I was standing with nothing but a thin wooden door between me and a black-eyed kid. There's no questioning what was right in front of me. She said, I did not answer her. Slowly and silently, I backed away from the door. Lucy still cowering at my ankles. She kept talking and getting slightly louder. Just let us in to use your phone. 
I took another step back, and with that step, the tone changed. At first, she seemed polite. When I looked, took the second step back, she became commanding, almost hostile. We're not going to hurt you. If we wanted to do that, we would have broken in. I'll ask again. Maybe come in and use your phone. Uh, here, here's the fucking thing. Um, that um, um, is no. threatening. <laughs> If we wanted to do that, we would have broken in. Can we come in and use your phone? Absolutely not. Well, on that note, I'm going to call the cops. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. With these reports, that's another thing that there's been multiple people who said I called the cops, but there's no police reports about black-eyed kids anywhere that they could right. find. Huh. So Lucy snarled at the door, and I inched backwards. Though something inside me seemed to be slowly pulling me back toward the door, it wasn't a physical pulling so much as a subconscious need to go back and let them in. She said, she, I got to my room, covered up the window, locked the door, and sat there in the dim light of the nightlight. I heard her call me back to the door once more, and then it was quiet. I didn't go back to sleep that night. I haven't slept very well since that night. I know from reading them about them that black-eyed kids can't just come in without, or can't come in without permission. I know they haven't hurt anyone, but I still fear I'll be the exception. When I told my husband, he said it was just a dream. He keeps telling me to forget it. But this lingering feeling of sadness, this dread when the house is silent at night, this fear of a knock on the door, it tells me otherwise. Ugh. And that is the tale of Black Eyed Kids. It's so creepy. And it reminds me of the highway people that I keep seeing when I drive. Oh, yeah. The ones that just, like, show up in the middle of the road. It's happened to me three times. That has never happened to me. Three times where I'm driving on, like, a highway that's out in the middle of the country and there's just someone standing in the middle of the road and they don't make eye contact they don't like try to wave me down they just are standing in the middle of the road i hate it it's <laughs> fucking terrifying also no. did you know in my research of this that minnesota has its own bigfoot really i might I did tell that in my next episode <laughs> i did look up minnesota cryptids and what i kept getting was the windigo no there is northern an actual minnesota. Uh, there is an actual, there's an actual Bigfoot. It's the, what's his name? What's his name? You know what? I'm not going to tell you. That was good. Good jobs. Hey, thanks. So what are you going to tell me? What are you going to try and creep me out with? I'm going to tell you about the story of Bill Vale. Bill Vale. Yes. Never heard of her. Well, it's, it's dude, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't assume so his gender, okay? Well, I'm gonna. Um, so, <laughs> Bill Vale. First, I'm going to kind of tell you about him as a human. Bill was very technical, and throughout his entire life, he would have jobs and do things that were more mathematical and scientific than anything that had to do with, like, being creative and imagination, that sort of thing. Okay. He kind of reminds me of your brother. <laughs> okay to be, to be honest i mean your brother had like psychedelic moments but mm -hmm. like his brain is very like analytical right yeah so he was a nasa robotics engineer for 15 years and he also was a pilot for nasa for a couple of those years um very process oriented and literal right uh, people would even say that Bill lacked an imagination, not in necessarily a bad way, but he had no whimsical side to him. Like okay. he couldn't just pretend things. In 2002, his wife separated from him 
and it kind of came as a surprise to bill so i don't know if maybe it was just something that she was like it built up built up and she's like okay i just can't do it anymore right you're clearly not hearing me so it needs to be done um but it kind of came as a surprise for him and triggered what i would call like a midlife crisis okay he kind of just went like i don't know what to do this job isn't fulfilling me this isn't fulfilling me so he moved back to Arlington, Texas, where he was from, so he could be by his family, okay? Because okay. he was living elsewhere, um, obviously, to work work for Niesa. When Bill got to Arlington, he took a job at his brother's water fur- purification company, just as something to do while he was trying to figure out what he wanted to do. Um, it turns out he actually loved working there. He loved working for his brother. He just really enjoyed it and took to it really naturally. Uh, A couple of months into living there and working there, there was a Saturday house call for a job and he volunteered to do it as the new guy. Um, I guess he kind of wanted to make a good impression. So he was taking all these jobs that nobody else wanted to do just to show that he's willing to work. I mean, that makes sense. Right. So... The dispatcher of the company told Bill that this person had called and adamantly said, be there at five, not a minute before or after, Mm. which is gross. I don't like that. Mm -hmm. And at this time, it was only about three o'clock in the afternoon. So Bill's like, okay, what am I supposed to do? And he went and kind of just hung out in the neighborhood and got like something to eat and stuff to waste time. And then... um when he finished all that it was still kind of early so he went to the street and he parked a ways down the road and then just waited there until it was about like five or so minutes before five and started walking his way up the road like he goes I can just like lollygag on my way and end up getting there at five right yeah doesn't want to upset this new person again he's trying to impress so he's doing all he can as he's walking up the sidewalks sidewalk towards this brick house uh, at 4.59, he said, because he was watching his clock to make sure he didn't walk in, like, any time before that. He's like, I don't know if they have, like, an appointment or what, you know. Um, so he's walking up this path, and as he's walking up, he can hear through the door, which is cracked. He can see that it's, like, not quite, like, latched shut. He can hear screaming. Oh, uh, don't like that. Uh-huh. Nope. Exactly. I said, I would have instantly noped the hell out of there. (laughs) Yep. All the fucking nopes just right on out. Uh, Being a literal person like he is, being like, there's got to be an explanation type of person. He assumed maybe it was the TV or something was like, nope, fuck that. (laughs) But he said that the screaming sounded like a woman yelling, get out of here. Um, And he thought you know i have a job to do and he walks up to the door and knocks on it it's already open so it just kind of like creaks open a little bit more like the after perfect he knocks. horror movie creak like yeah see this whole thing sounds like a perfect horror movie thing mm-hmm. uh so now that he's at the door he can clearly hear the screaming so he decides that okay this might not be okay i need to make sure that this person is all right um with the door being ajar and hearing the screaming it might be an emergency i should just like make sure that everything's okay so he pushes open the door that's already like ajar and it's five o'clock at this point right yep exactly it's five o'clock pushes open the door 
Um, he opens the door and like walks one step in just so he's in and starts looking around, like kind of, you know, surveying the area. Um, he looks down the hall to the right and he could see that there was an open room that didn't really have a door. It was like one of those open concept rooms um, with three men in a circle on their knees and a woman walking around them in the circle with a book in her hand speaking what they said nonsense, but I would say like speaking in tongues, you know, things, things that he couldn't understand and he couldn't like place as a language. Okay, now is the time to nope the fuck out of there. I agree. Um, he also noticed that as he was, she was circling him or circling the guys, he was touch. she was touching them on the heads and screaming, get out of here, leave these people, all that type oh, of, she's doing an exorcism, all that type of shit. So Bill finally thinks, uh, uh-uh, I gotta go. And when he's about to leave, he goes to grab the door handle to shut the door, looks up and the woman's making eye contact with him. And she lifts up her hand and points at him and just stares like he said it felt like stared into her soul or into his soul and like just stiffly points at him Mm -hmm. as soon as she does this he said that he gets this overwhelming feeling of like danger and like you know that it's the fight or flight response yeah the preternatural feeling of like oh goosebumps my spine tingles. Mm-hmm. I need to get the fuck out. So he runs to his vehicle. He calls his boss and tells him what happens. And is basically just like, I don't know what's going on there. Um, but I didn't get anything like any of the job done. So if they call, don't reschedule, don't do whatever, just leave it be. Basically mm-hmm. something's up and it's not normal. Um, since Bill was this like analytical person he didn't even really entertain the idea of it being anything more than just like a creepy encounter. Uh, He's possessed by the devil. (laughs) And he pretty much puts it out of his mind. And by the end of the day, he goes home. Um, When he gets home, he starts watching TV and they, everybody for whatever reason, like stressed that he was eating like a TV dinner. And I think it's just because he's bachelor life and they're making Mm -hmm. a point that it's not, he's not like bells and whistles type of guy. Um, but he was eating dinner and sitting in his, his chair, you know, every man has that, his chair, mm-hmm. um, watching TV and something out of the corner of the, eye, of his eye moves. Uh, he thinks that he sees something small run or possibly fly across the like lower part of the room next to him. Uh-uh. Uh, so first he thinks, damn it, I have mice. Like, that's the first thing he thinks is like, I just saw a mouse out of the corner of my eye. He just got into this house. Everything seems to be just like being weird, basically. Mm -hmm. So he's like, fuck. So he's annoyed. He gets up. He's not really scared at this point. He gets up, he turns on the lights um, and he starts searching for the rodent or even evidence of there being rodents or anything to like go, okay, I need to call an exterminator or put out mice like mouse traps or whatever um after about an hour or so he gives up and he thinks well maybe maybe i'm just seeing things because i can't find any reason to think that there's a mouse in the house uh so that night when he after he goes to sleep he wakes up with a jolt to what he thought felt like something running across his feet <gasps> like something small just did it did it did it did And without thinking, like without just an automatic response, he pulls his legs up and he looks under the covers. It's just, he's like, shit, 
mice. He's still thinking mice, mm-hmm. right? Because it felt like small thing running and he's like, now it's on my bed. I need to take care of this. Um, so he looks under the cover and there's nothing there. No evidence of anything happening. So he turns on his light and starts searching again. I don't like this. It's making my chest oh, tight. You just fucking wait. So he's like looking again, looking around. Um, and again, he can't find anything that makes it seem like there's any mice. Um, so he thinks maybe he dreamt it because it was still stuck in his mind from before thinking there was mice. He's like, ah, maybe I just made it up in my head. And that's why I woke up feeling like something was crawling on me. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Bill turns his light back off, goes back to get bed, but not long after he falls back to sleep, he wakes up because his fucking bed is shaking. No, no. Yep. Yep. Nope. Nope. No. And my note says, that ain't no motherfucking mouse. <laughs> okay. Whoa. There is no pretending that's something else. That ain't no motherfucking mouse. <laughs> Samuel Jackson. Can I, I hear? <laughs> so he so he feels this in his like waking state, but as soon as he's actually awake and aware, it had stopped. So he thought, well, maybe it was an earthquake. Maybe there was like some sort of earthquake. Bitch so possessed by the devil right so he gets up he runs out of the room looks around looks out the window to see if anything had fallen been disturbed anything else happened basically earthquake let's make sure life is okay um and he realizes that nothing else was like shaken nothing was knocked over nothing was broken nothing was disturbed in any way um so he goes back to his bed and he starts trying to figure out if he could have somehow shaken his bed in his sleep like did i do something that made my bed shake in my sleep and that's what woke me up but he has like one of those four posted beds like with the Mm -hmm. hefty wooden like frame uh so he could barely move it when he was awake let alone when he was sleeping so he's kind of like uh i can't imagine that i'd be able to do that in my sleep so now he's having a hard time justifying all the strange things that keep happening. Mm-hmm. This is when he starts kind of going, this is really weird and taking note of things more than just like, oh, fucking mice, fucking whatever. He's like, okay, right up in here, we're going to just like lock that away. Remember that this happened. Because he can't imagine that there's anything supernatural happening, he goes online to see if there was an earthquake maybe. Mm-hmm. So he looks it up nothing else what else could it be so he finds that there's an air base near his house well maybe the fighter jets flew off and did some sort of like sonic feel to it you know there's oil rigs down the road so maybe that there was like a crash or something there you know he's like all these things that maybe could have caused like some sort of rumble feel anything other than like something supernatural uh while being rational he also can't help but think about what he had seen um and what ran on him all of it was just adding up to be really fucking coincidental if it didn't go together right uh while he's researching his internet goes out uh after trying for a while to like troubleshoot it from his house he calls the internet company and he sees if they're able to fix it or they can see what the problem is uh they put him on hold to try to troubleshoot so it's like a one-way hold where he's muted yeah and they can still hear him um so they can troubleshoot it and while he's on hold he starts hearing this like subtle static sound on the receiver and 
all of a sudden there's this like voice coming in through that static sound that sounds like a language that made no sense it was like a deep guttural like threatening feeling voice and this soup like unsettles him a lot it continues until he finally just hangs up the phone uh he's like what the fuck and hangs up so he sat there for like a minute and was like okay this is not this is not something like hold music or hold whatever so this he is like literally a horror movie yeah so he hangs up and then the internet person calls him back it's the same internet guy he could tell by his accent he goes were we just on the phone he goes yeah so bill's like did you happen to hear that like was i just going crazy uh and the guy said well actually he had heard it and he was trying to figure out what was going on um and he was trying to get bill's attention but it's like he couldn't hear him and bill couldn't hear the guy um And the guy was also really confused because it shouldn't be possible for any sort of like radio waves or anything to interfere or intercept into their calls because they have such a secure system since Mm -hmm. it is like an internet phone company. Uh, Anyway, so he also said that he had taken him off hold and was trying to talk to him after the hold, after he started hearing the voice and he couldn't hear him at all. And obviously Bill couldn't hear him. So this guy was like oh it's you know that's strange like whatever kind of brushed it off because you know the internet guy didn't deal with all the other shit that already happened that night right um so he gets his internet up and going and that bill like tally mark that's four strange occurrences just within this like couple hour Mm -hmm. like time frame um and this time someone else witnessed it yeah and he's just like so that's it's it's scary but it's also like almost makes you feel like you're not going crazy because he thought maybe he was starting to lose his mind Mm -hmm. um so bill decides that he needs to to get some sleep because he did have to work it was like his weekend of work um so he did have to work the next day so he's like i need to just like try to sleep uh so i'll figure this out in the morning he goes to bed and he just like can't turn his brain off it keeps like he keeps thinking about everything And this is when he starts getting like actually concerned that something is going on. It's not just coincidences or trying to find normal things. It's like, I heard a voice. That's fucking Mm -hmm. weird. Um, As he's sitting there trying to force himself to sleep, he can hear noises, shuffling noises from under his bed. Mm. Um, First, again, he thought it was his mind playing tricks on him. He's like, I'm just freaking myself out. This isn't actually happening. Um, but like this, this grown man starts popping his covers up over his head because he f- freaks yeah. out. He hides under his covers. So as he's hiding under his covers, there's like he had a light on in his room because he's like not sitting in the dark at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has his sheet up over his covers, and the light's peering through the covers, and it's like kind of lighting the underside of the covers, you know? Yeah. Um. So he looks down by his feet, and as he looks down by his feet, he can see this, like, hand come up at the bottom of of his bed and go to grab his feet that he had curled up and then pull back really fast. Dude, no! I know. Where did Uh, you find this fucking story? So, (laughs) so I had heard it on one of those, like, tell your real haunted story shows, and for whatever reason, it just popped into my head when I was trying to think of something creepy. And I'm like, I got to look into this. So that's how I remembered it. But then I like did actual research on it. 
I don't like this. Can oh, we- girl, this is it ended up being like an eight page story because it's detailed. I don't like it. <laughs> I I fucking love it. So if it's we so- could move on, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> so after he sees his hand come up from the bottom of the, the strong hand the fucking strong hand here we go see you know christina's starting to get a little creeped out because she starts trying to make jokes about it so that she doesn't have to think about it it's, it's what true. we do when we watch horror movies it's too. true <laughs> it's true you must strong so after that happened bill literally leaps up out of his bed and flips every single light in the house on He's up against the wall looking at his bed like, what the fuck did I just see? Like, that was not, that's not okay. Um, Eventually, he builds up the courage to look under his bed and there's nothing there. So he instantly stands up and flips on all the lights in the room and looks at this bed. Nothing moved, nothing went under, like, out from under the bed or anything. But then he looks under the bed and there's nothing there. He knows he saw this hand. Um bill just he just feels crazy at this point he's like i'm losing my mind that's it i'm going crazy he figured because he was like i just went through this uh separation i kind of had this like you know life questioning time like maybe i'm just maybe i triggered something maybe i'm going crazy uh he didn't know what to do so he stays up the rest of that night obviously uh he works the next day so he tries to act as normal and casual as he can and doesn't really tell anybody about anything that happened the night before because everybody's gonna think he's fucking crazy um just trying to forget about it but by the end of the day he was like racked with anxiety thinking about having Mm -hmm. to go home uh he gets to his house and he turns on all the lights and he just sits in his chair um as he sits there eating dinner as he always does uh, he looks down at his food to like scoop up a, a bite of food, looks back up and there's a bottle flying towards his head. <sighs> so as he sees this, he like ducks to the side and it misses his head. It hits the wall, breaks and falls and shatters, like shatters on the floor. Um, what the fuck just happened? Like it was one of those moments no. of like, this is getting too real. So instantly, again, oh, instantly, all the lights in the house go black because he went and turned all the lights on to be at home. All of them go black. And he's like, oh, my gosh. He runs into his closet to get his flashlight. Um, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought, and I want to make sure I don't miss any of this. <laughs> go away. Yes. Okay. Okay, so he runs to his closet to get his flashlight. He reaches in to get his flashlight, and as he does this, he hears a loud, like, slam at the top of his closet, and it's kind of as if, like, the way he described it is he had boxes up there because he had just moved in a couple months before, so he had, like, these big boxes. He said it's kind of sounded like one of those got slammed onto the shelf on the top of the closet. Um but so like it's it's hard to I'm it's hard to imagine but like it slams on the closet so he grabs his flashlight as fast as he can turns on the light shines it up to where he heard the sound and there's nothing there except the boxes Mm -hmm. and he's like okay that just happened and it was right fucking here I know it instantly I shined a light nothing was there and then right at that moment as he like 
backs out of the closet, the lights come back on in the house. Um, at that point, he breaks down and he calls his brother. He's like, mm-hmm. I need to talk to somebody. Somebody needs to come and just prove that I'm not crazy. Like a sanity check. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so he calls his brother, who is very similar to him, very like pragmatic and literal and you know all those things same way um calls him and goes hey uh do you want to just like come over uh right (laughs) uh well exactly and that was his like everything that i read he's like i didn't know how to even explain what was happening to him because come over and be terrorized by the demon in my house please (laughs) right so his brother's name is bob oh bob uh bob and bill i know i was like these are like the most just generic names ever bob Mm -hmm. bill uh so bob comes over and bill kind of explains what's happened over the last 24 hours but he kind of explains it like i've been hearing weird noises and stuff and um i totally went off script because my phone turned off i was like whoa (laughs) um i've been hearing weird noises and go in this closet (laughs) and bob's like i'm sorry what (laughs) sorry i'm sorry you want me to what bill's like just go in the closet turn off the light wait to be attacked (laughs) just just see if anything happens and bob's like "Uh, okay so he goes in the closet um and bill shuts the doors and bob like turns the light off just just like bill said Mm -hmm. uh bill hadn't told him anything about like the actual like seeing things the bottle flying any of that stuff he just basically said i've been hearing weird sounds and i need like a sanity check to make sure i'm the only one like hearing it or maybe i'm making more out of it than what it is right uh bob is in the closet and he says that something hits his leg and he first he's just like obviously i must have like shuffled something that was leaning up against the wall and it like Mm -hmm. you know shifted into my leg not a big deal and then he said something hits him hard in the face and he's like well maybe you know maybe there was something leaning on those boxes and when i came in and i hit the bar maybe it kind of loosened it up you know he's trying to make all these excuses for it and he decided like consciously decided i'm not going to tell bob or bill about this because i don't want him to think that more is happening than what it is because for me this could just be me causing this stuff to happen. Yeah. Bill already is freaked out. He's going to think that it's more than what it is. So No, Bob, that's not Bob. Yep. So he decides not to tell Bill because he didn't want to feed into Bill's paranoia, knowing that he's kind of been like uh, vulnerable, we'll say, for the last few months, right? Mm-hmm. So Bob comes out of the closet and said, you know, it was nothing happened. It was just dark in there. And after a little bit of just like, hanging out there with bill to kind of make him feel better bob starts heading home and bill's starting to wish that he would have explained things better to bob like told him more than just the sounds had happened but he didn't want to come off as crazy mm-hmm. you know it was one of those things like i just don't know how far to go in explaining this without me sounding like i'm losing my mind um so bill has one other person that he trusts enough to maybe talk to about this and so he calls his friend michael michael is a sound engineer um he does from what i said he does like podcast engineering and Mm -hmm. like stuff like that so he has like recording stuff up and listening stuff up all the time ready to roll 
Um, Bill calls him without knowing what to even say. He kind of like just calls him and starts small talking for a bit. And finally, Mike, he tells Michael that weird things have been happening in his house since he moved back to Arlington. Um, Michael is a little shocked and pretty worried about Bill, uh, knowing that Bill doesn't really make these things up. It's not really yeah. in his forte to instantly jump to something creepy. Uh, so as Michael starts asking Bill questions about what's happening, that's when Bill says he starts hearing that same voice from when he was on mm. hold from the internet company, that same like gravelly, uh, demon talking. Yeah. yeah. Um, staticky stuff. And he stops being able to hear Michael. Well, Michael, hold on. There we go. Michael being Mr. Sound Engineer, starts hearing this too on the other end. So he grabs one of the microphones and starts recording that's in his office that he's sitting in while he's on the phone mm -hmm. and starts recording the receiver. It was a full minute and a half that he was recording. And though Michael couldn't hear him, Bill was like yelling at Michael to stop listening just don't listen to this voice that you know like yelling at him about how he got just just this evil sense like it flooded over him that same sense when that woman pointed at him that like mm -hmm. instant fear bill got that feeling and was like this is not okay don't listen don't listen don't listen and yelling at michael to hang up um and suddenly the voice stopped like after that minute and a half it just stopped and they could hear each other again clear as day no intermittent like no interference whatsoever so michael tells bill that he had recorded it and they start playing it back but it was silent <laughs> they couldn't hear the voice on the recording they could just hear michael in the beginning of the call saying bill what is that what is that and then they hear bill yelling at michael to hang up his phone and not listen to it like they could hear <gasps> both sides but not the voice Oh, that's creepy. I know. So Bill is fucking freaked out at mm -hmm. this point because now they both heard it, but then it wasn't on there. Um, so he invited his brother to come over for dinner that next day, right? And told his uh, brother everything, hopefully. Uh, pretty much. So okay. after dinner, they're just sitting there kind of hanging out, watching TV together. And suddenly Bill runs over to the room next to the living room and cindy and bob were like hey what's going on why Who? like he suddenly like hopped you up said bill. Cindy, you said cindy and bob yep that's the wife cindy oh. and bob bob's wife cindy got it um so cindy and bob are sitting on the couch which is like on the wall next to it is the doorway to the dining room and then bill's seat is like right on that wall next to that door so like he can see through that door but where cindy and bob were sitting they can't see into the dining room okay so bill like hops up runs out to that dining room and they're like hey what's going on hey what you and, doing there fella right and then that's when bill kind of tries to start explaining things more he's like so he sees this thing running across because he's still seeing that small thing like in the corner mm -hmm. of his eye like flying across running across doing something across that floor in that room um and 
he confesses that he asked them to come over because he's been seeing things and hearing things and having these experiences. And while he was sitting there, he just saw it. Like it's still happening with other people in this house. So, um, so Bill asks Bob if he would just sit in the chair and they'll continue watching TV. Don't pay attention to the room. Just watch the TV, but let me know if you happen to see anything in your peripherals. Um, so Bob sits in the chair and they start just kind of sitting around watching TV again. And within just a few minutes, Bob shoots his head to the right and looks over and he said, oh my God, what is that? <laughs> and Bob says he doesn't know what he saw, but he could tell that it was a small animal. Um, it looked like it was upright, like on two feet. And it makes me think of like little goblins. Yes. Um, and it wasn't on all fours. But like it dry, like long, bony fingers. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I imagine. So now Bob is concerned because. So now Bob is concerned. He's concerned because <laughs> now he's like, oh shit. There's goblins I was in, in that this closet mm. and things were touching me and hitting me. And I didn't say anything because I thought I was making it up. And now I just saw something run across this room. So um, they have Cindy sit in the chair now because she's like, what the fuck? I want to see like what's going on. Um, So they sit her in this chair and Bill and Bob both are just sitting there watching TV. Okay. Well, they're watching her watch TV. Um, And within minutes, she says that she saw something. I'm thinking it could have been just jumping on the bandwagon at this point since there's mm-hmm. two that say they saw something, but she describes the same sort of creature as Bob thought he saw. Um, all three of them are searching the house now, determined to figure out what this thing was. So they have all the lights on and all of them are just digging through the closets, looking into drawers. Looking what are in you going to do if you find it is I my don't question. Fucking no. I don't, I don't know. Fu- what are you going to do with it? So they did this for hours, like two and a half, three hours. They were looking around this house. Um, And at that point, Cindy and Bill or Cindy and Bob were about to leave. And they were telling Bill, hey, come stay at our house. Like Mm whatever is happening here, leave it here. Come stay at our house. We'll figure it out tomorrow. They didn't want him to stay alone. They were afraid that it was something bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bill was now feeling a bit more confident knowing that other people had seen it and he started getting like that territorial thing where he's like, I'm not letting this thing kick me out of my house. You okay. know, like it's not, I need to stand up to this and find a way to make it work or make it leave or whatever. Um, so he refuses the invitation and he stays home alone and starts to look up paranormal things. So let me adjust quick. Did he so he decide to go back to that brick house and be like, hey, crazy lady, what the fuck did you curse me with? So I don't know if he even connected the two at the time because mm. he had put that out of his mind as much as he could because it doesn't, in any of his like retellings of the story, he doesn't even mention it until like the end when he okay. like has a light bulb moment and is like, holy shit, you know okay. what I mean? Um but he starts looking up paranormal things and you know if you just look up paranormal there's so much shit that shows up you got to be like more specific so he didn't really get anywhere with his research because he didn't know where to go what a fucking noob but he did find uh paranormal like 
investigation team that was like scientific based they tried to go in the house and find like if there was electrical things branches Mm -hmm. outside you know anything that could have been something that caused these things so he finds them invites them to come they uh actually were able to come that night they were like you know what we'll just come on over because we're not doing anything tonight and the guy who leads this team is named brian hall okay so the first step for them is looking in into inside sources and outside sources of the house to see if there's anything they're like usually it's like ac units yeah. are being weird or whatever yeah. see if there's like a, a gas leak and mm-hmm. now you're having like these visions these delusions right yeah or uh, you have like a infestation of raccoons in your attic or exactly you know. so they did all that stuff they did that for a couple hours he said and then eventually they found they had found that they there was no rational reason for all these different occurrences to be happening um so that's when they started like setting things up to kind of look into possible paranormal things right uh so they set up some cameras in bill's room and they also set up those laser motion detectors you know with the little spotlights where you can see Mm -hmm. motion much easier um if anything walks past it so they set a bunch of those up and the cameras up just in his room because that's where it seemed to have the most activity was when he was in his room um it was the strongest with the hand and all that stuff uh anyway so nothing happened for quite a while they just sat looking at these monitors in the basement waiting for something to happen upstairs and nothing happened so brian suggested that maybe one of his team members just go up there and ask questions and kind of just be in the room so that there's another like energy source in there talking See if to you them can provoke it a little bit yeah because and they and they totally didn't like it was didn't nice zach baggins it i was just but. gonna say no ghost adventure shit where they're like ah fucking show yourself but they did they went in and they're like, is anybody here? If you're here, you know, show yourself, do something um, just so we know you're here, you know, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Um, so he goes up and he, this team member goes up and he starts asking all of those type questions, you know, and then you can clearly see on the video that with the lasers that he climbs onto the bed, right? And he just sits down on the bed and starts talking to whatever's in there as he's still asking this entity to show itself and if it's here, make a noise, that sort of stuff. As he's asking that one of those laser things gets knocked over Mm. and you can see it on the video, like all of the lasers move. Right. Um, so he pops out of bed and runs outside immediately. They like review the footage. They're like, okay, well that was weird. Let's look at this, see if there's anything that we didn't notice when it was happening. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is when they see this mist that had formed in the room right around that time. It like went over top of the fuzzing out the little lasers. Um, you know, like when it's foggy, yeah. it's like goes over the stuff. So they see this mist and then it starts swirling. This guy didn't see this in person, like with his, with his naked eye, he didn't see any of this mm-hmm. stuff, but you can kind of see it start like moving in a circle, swirling in front of the beams. And then that's when the light fell off it's like right as it's happening then the laser beam fell that it was in and it went black okay um they're a little thrown off because they've never actually like seen something like that happen this paranormal team so they raised the sound on the um the sound on the camera on the footage excuse me on the camera footage together 
Mm -hmm. uh, so that, that maybe they could hear when the laser beam, like maybe it rolled off, maybe it like slid, maybe it, what they were trying to figure out like what had happened exactly with it. Yeah. Um, and that's when they started hearing a few words mm -hmm. in the sound. Um, and as the laser beam starts rolling, they can hear some, a voice say, put it back. He's coming. Like it's, and they, I listen to it and I like can kind of hear it. The EVPs are so tough because it's like between them deciding what it says and then you listen to it and the fact that it's like run through this audio stuff multiple times once you watch it um, yeah. on video, it's hard to put anything together, but that's what they said they heard. Um, so the team thinks that they're, they have plenty of paranormal proof that there's something, something going, going on. on. Mm -hmm. um, they tell Bill that he should leave. Uh, was that me? Wasn't me. I don't know what that sound was. I don't know either. It sounded like someone flicked the... It did. I fucking hate that. Don't like anything about that. <laughs> Dude, I'm like... <sighs> that I... Because it sounded like I had tapped it a couple seconds ago when it caught my fingernail mm -hmm. and i went like oh and i pulled my hand back and it sounded like that except like except it, it sounded wasn't like that this. yeah but no one did that and that was me pulling the spring way back and letting it hit the dude okay where i need to just get through the story and stop thinking about that huh <laughs> i was trying to recreate it and i'm like it literally sounds like somebody did something like that except just once Mm -hmm. okay anywho okay well cool great awesome i'm just bringing it in cool you're haunted great. all right <laughs> <laughs> so this paranormal team tells him that he should leave like you should get the fuck out um and he told them that he was gonna stay the paranormal team suggested he so they suggested and he refused so now this is where we're at. They're like, uh -huh. something big's happening. You should go. And he's like, nope, not going to go because I've already gotten this far into it. I want to. And let's just say he should have gone. Um, Wait, so... pause. Is this story much longer? Do you got to pee? No, my feetsies are cold and I was going to get a blanket if I'm going to be here for longer. Um, It looks, I don't think i wouldn't okay. say it's much longer no <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm like my um, feet are cold <laughs> i'm just cold okay i'm gonna get a blanket uh, <laughs> so that night bill obviously wasn't gonna go to sleep he knew mm -hmm. it um and all night all the lights were on he put on upbeat music in his room to try to like just make it feel more positive fucking barney playing on repeat <laughs> terrifying <laughs> I love you. You love me. um but he was trying to make it feel happy and positive yeah. right so as he's sitting there on his bed he's just sitting there kind of in the music trying to just like not get too freaked out right yeah he hears a huge slam on the side of his house like he said it sounded like a car crashed into his house uh, so he runs outside to see what happened and there was nothing there there was no damage no reason that it should have made that noise and he goes okay that's fucking weird heads back in and as he heads back in he hears another huge crash from the dining room area 
side note, this is where he saw this little creature run across the room. Yeah, the little goblin. Um, yeah. So he runs into this dining room and nothing, again, nothing's wrong. No more sounds. Everything's still. Nothing's out of place. Um, then as he's in that room, his a car alarm goes off outside. So mm-hmm. that's when he knows that this thing's just fucking with him. Like it's messing with him. And so he gets pissed off. Like he's officially at that point of like, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck oh, now you. he's going to he Zach Baggins it. Yep. And he starts yelling at this thing to tell him to leave him alone. Stop messing with him. You know, to be fair, he doesn't like angry yell at the guy. It's more like, just leave me alone. You are not welcome. That sort of thing. It's not like, fuck you, you, you weak son of a bit. You know, like not trying to make him show himself in a more strong way. Um, so he's telling him to leave him alone, stop messing with him. And while he's yelling, here's another one of those huge crashes up in his bedroom. So he goes up there ready to fight. Like he is like fighting stance, like tight chest, ready to just like knock something out. Um, the difference with this, when he got into his bedroom, the crashing sound continues. Can you imagine how fucking crazy it'd be to be in this room? Nothing's happening. And you can still hear a bunch of crashing happening around you, but nothing's moving. But it sounds like stuff is like slamming, slamming, slamming. I don't like that. Uh, Yeah. So while this is happening, it's like he's getting, you know how you get like, the way he describes it is he gets over stimulated. Like Mm -hmm. his brain, he starts kind of feeling like foggy and then it goes silent. Okay. like just dead silent and he can just hear the happy music again oh, and that's I it i love you <laughs> <laughs> um after that happened um the sounds didn't happen for a while so he sits back down in in the light with his music his feel good music and now he's finally coming down from this like anxious fighting feeling like he needs to fight mm-hmm. or flight feeling you know and he hears a shuffling noise from under his bed again as soon as he starts <laughs> calming down. Oh, um, I don't like it. He, like, scoots way up to the top of his bed, like, up by his pillows as far as he fucking possibly can. Because last time, something at the foot of his bed fucking showed up. Mm-hmm. It had that hand. And as he's, like, scooting back, he sits back, 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 back. And at the foot of his bed comes this huge, huge, like, eight foot wide. Would you, would you say it was huge huge it was fucking huge it was fucking huge (laughs) black figure and it was one of those things that you know how people describe it as like void of light it's not just Mm -hmm. black as in color it was like a deep dark void of light feeling and then it took shape as like this humanoid shape and it had this what he called a tooth but I'm assuming it's like a horn or a tooth or something on his face. Ew. Um, and there's just like no mistaking it. He said like it was, I was awake. Everything was light. There was no <laughs> pretending. I'm sorry. I'm just picturing this big, scary demon with just one big fucking tooth. <gasps> just one giant square tooth in the middle of his <laughs> I, I'm Marty. <laughs> <laughs> so. Would you like, what is, and then it reminds me of, uh. What is it? The Guinness guy. The... Uh, you have a drink Guinness from a shoe. <laughs> oh, oh. 
uh, fucking Greg. Uh, Greg. I'm old Greg. <laughs> old Greg. <laughs> One fucking dude. I'm sorry. Continue. Oh, hold on. It gets so much creepier so he's like there's no mistaking it he's sitting at his bed just he got a one-tooth demon with a strong hand with a strong hand and it starts fucking jerkily moving (laughs) yeah like that there is nothing to me more creepy in like horror movies than when they do the like jerky crab walk like Uh fast move like all of a sudden you're like walking normally and then all of a sudden it's like like really fast yeah and that's i mean it kind of is like how he describes it is it like jerkily starts moving towards him and then once it gets right near in front of his face there's straight up like nose to nose it just grunts at him and then dissipates into the air oh it sounds like he's describing a dementor yeah it's gross it's like i'm just imagining like a and then it just disappears and it was right in front of his fucking face like i don't like it stop it i don't care uh, so this vision this creature all is the while, now gonna be all the while barney music is playing in the background yeah right <laughs> that's the, one of the creepiest parts is it's like it has this happy upbeat music and this thing is like um so this creature becomes like a regular vision in this house now it seems to keep trying to challenge him and eventually bill stops fighting it like he stops trying to be Mr. Tough Guy because he's like, it's just a fact of life at this mm-hmm. point. Um, but this is when he starts waking up with scratches on his chest. He had to be hospitalized a few times with many heart attacks because he would get so anxious about everything happening. Um, and the hospital actually started doing like welfare checks on him mm-hmm. because of how many times he had to come to the hospital for these many heart attacks. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bill began looking into demons because he's like obviously this is a creature creature Mm -hmm. um and he reads about exorcisms and that's when all of a sudden he goes back to the screaming woman and he's like the language was the same of everything i was reading that she was saying it did look like a little bit of a ritual type of thing it you know like all this stuff and so he thought maybe he knew that the the woman knew that she needed a new host for the demons that were in these people and that's why she had specifically said five o'clock because she could plan to be at that point where she could cast the demons onto him at in this exorcism so whoever showed up whatever poor sap showed up you're gonna be it that's what you get for trying to be a hard worker i know right fuck it (laughs) fucking a um so he's had multiple exorcisms done on his home with no real change in the activity and people keep asking why he doesn't just sell the home or move out and he says that he couldn't live with himself if he passed the sort of thing on to somebody they're not tied to the home they're tied to him Mm-hmm. so how why hasn't he done an exorcism on himself exactly i said plus he doesn't even know if the entity wouldn't just follow him where he goes it would that's what how it works and 18 years later <laughs> He's still in this fuck because 2002. He's still in this fucking house, still trying to figure out how to get rid of this thing. I don't like so, that at all. That's the end of Bill Vale's story as of now. Oh, that's terrifying. I just remember seeing it because it, like, I had. You must have been a paranormal witness. Yeah, something like that where I had this, like, 
scene in my head of people watching this little like thing across the doorway and I was like what was that he was like a scientist or something and so that's when I started looking up like NASA scientists paranormal whatever and Mm -hmm. he came up I'm like this is it this is the the one it's it it. it's in but yeah I thought it was fucking creepy because it sounded like just a real human horror story I don't like that at all Mm -hmm. I'm not impressed Sorry, I disappointed you. Get away from me. I don't like it. Get away uh, from me. <laughs> get away. Get out of here. Um, do you want to hear a funny story about my nephew? Yes. We'll lighten this up. So Coop is going to school full-time via Zoom. And my sister-in-law okay. sits in the classroom or sits in his room with him whenever he's in a class. Just so she can like hear and make sure that she's under he's getting everything he needs and like so if they have homework and stuff she kind of understands what it they're supposed to do and everything. So she sits on right. on almost every single class, and she left him for this one class to go do laundry, and he was alone for like fifteen minutes, <laughs> and his computer wasn't muted, and he goes, "Oh, I'm so bored. I'm gonna jump out the window." <laughs> So then the school has to report it because he's going to jump out the window. It's a threat of it's his own life. It's a threat of his own life. So the school has to report it. They had to have like a big conference with the parents and with Coop. And Ben had to Ben's like, Coop, why would you say that? And he's like, well, it's not like I'm actually going to do it, Dad. <laughs> and besides, even if I did, the trampoline is right below my window. So I wouldn't even get hurt. <laughs> And he's like, you, you still can't say that, Coop. It's, it causes issues. So now all of his Zoom classes are recorded. Oh, my and, God. <laughs> and Annie's like, I left the kid alone for 15 minutes to go change a load of laundry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so bored. I'm going to throw myself out a window. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Besides, if I did jump out the window, the trampoline's right there, so it's fine. <laughs> I'm like, that kid is my fucking hero. He said what every other kid in that classroom was thinking. <laughs> I'm so bored I'm to throw myself out the window. <laughs> That's good. I was like, oh, that kid's my fucking hero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, well, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> no, be be ready for more spooky things next week. For ooky spooky month. Ooky spooky October. Uh, follow us on the the stuff, the Instagram, the Facebook, the Book of Face, the Book of Face. Um, you know, on ISW the podcast, as per usual, as per. And, uh, you know, send us messages on any of those things. If you have any spooky uh, stories you want us to tell. Yeah, that'd be fun. Let us know. Dude, if you guys send us, like, your personal stories, we could totally do, like, a bonus. Uh, For fuck's sake, with Mm -hmm. just your creepy, paranormal, scary stories. But if you don't send them to us, we can't. So So it's weird. Send us... (laughs) Send us them via do send us a message on Facebook. Yes. Or Instagram. Instagram, Facebook, send us a massage. Um <laughs> send us a massage. I take gift <laughs> cards. Um spread yeah. the word. Spread yourselves. 
but not like typhoid mary over here fucking keep your germs to yourself p.s i haven't spread it to anybody thus far so fuck you my mom still has not gotten her test results okay that is not guaranteed if you fucking gave it to saint linda we're gonna fight here's the thing though linda and i barely had contact over that time okay she ate out of your cake she did didn't she she did fucking she eat ate. out of the yeah. cake yeah she when I we got home she... she's like i want to try that cake and she got a spoon and ate a bunch of a couple spoonfuls of your cake well linda that see that's not my fault <laughs> here's the thing that was her own fucking choice she chose to eat the cake i didn't tell her to <laughs> <laughs> all right guys all right. thanks for listening bye peace